0: Show me.
1: Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad he doesn't change? <laughs> oh, you and I change. Don't we? I'm glad he, he's a God that never changes. Because if he, imagine, imagine if he did change. Maybe uh, one day I'll be saved, the next day I won't be changed. I won't be saved. Praise the Lord for that. And you know what? We're soldiers. Aren't we soldiers? We're soldiers. And uh, I just, uh, I, you know, I always wonder, I always wonder about this. When I was younger, I wanted to go into the military, but it didn't happen. And, and so I, I begin to also wonder about something else. What, what kind of soldier would I, would I have been if I would have been in the military? And uh, I started thinking, the the kind of soldier you are now as a Christian, you would have been the same way in the military. That's what I, that's that's what I I, I came down and, and, and thought about it. Not not that I'm saying I am the greatest Christian soldier, but I'm, I'm always I've always wondered what what kind of soldier I would have been. Or even some of you maybe would have wondered, what kind of soldier would I have been if I would have been in the military? Well, the kind of soldier you are now, as a Christian, you would have been in the military also. I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you that. If you're a soldier that that is afraid, that is afraid to, um, if you're a soldier that you're a Christian soldier, and if you're afraid to do the things for the Lord Jesus Christ, I, I would imagine you would have been the same kind of soldier if you were in the military. You would have the same kind of soldier. There's no doubt about it in my mind. I, I've, I've, met some, uh, I've met some people who were soldiers in the military. And I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I bet you got a dishonor discharge. The way, that's the way you behave. Just the way you behave, the way you act. I, I bet you, you got a dishonorable discharge in the military. You might think, wow, man, you're a little harsh. That's just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth but we are soldiers in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are soldiers, and we're ready. We're always ready and supposed to do battle, my brethren. Always ready and supposed to do battle. I, I'm, reading, I'm reading from, uh, from uh, the book of Acts. Book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 6. But before I even begin to read... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. Father in heaven, we, we come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, thanking you for your goodness, for your mercy. And because you, you remembered us, Father. We, we were astray, we were lost, we, uh, no hope whatsoever, and, I, and you remembered us. We thank you. And Father, right now we bring to you our pastor and the people that went with him in the Philippines. May you uh, protect him and help him, Lord, and bring him safely home. And and I'm sure they're having a great time over there. Bless your people as we uh, read and study your word. And thank you for your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says in, in Acts 17 or 16, in Acts 17, Acts 17, it says this. And, and now, when they had passed through Amphipolis, Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where it was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three days' Sabbaths reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city in an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they threw Jason and certain brethren unto unto the rulers of the city, Crying, this they have turned the world upside down. Are come hither also? You know what? I, I, I'll tell you this much: this, this, this people were not. They were not turning the world upside down. Not, 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 not the way you think or I think. They were not turning the world upside down. They were turning the world right side up. They were turning the world right side up. Let me tell you this: the world has been turned upside down since the time of Adam's transgression. Yes. We have been walking upside down. They they think they think because they they, uh, they do their same sex marriage, homosexuality, adultery, fornication, they, they think that's normal. They they think that is normal. And, and and so the apostles came, the apostles came and they said, "Listen, we preach Christ crucified and we tell you to turn from those wicked and, wicked ways. And they were trying to turn, and they were doing everything in their power, with the power of God, to turn the world upside, right, side up. And so they're trying to stop you and me, they're trying to stop you and me from preaching the gospel. They're trying to silence us. And and I'll tell you this again, we are soldiers, we are soldiers, and we should not back away from it. We should keep on going forward. Even though sometimes there might be a little bit of fear in us, we should not let the fear, we should not let the fear stop us from doing what is right. Because why? Because we are soldiers. We bring the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to everyone and everyone that's ready to listen. Even to those who do not want to listen. That's brave of Mr. Herman. He goes to the jails, to the prisons. I think about it when he does that, and I think, wow. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I sometimes think about what those prisoners are in there, and it's almost like they're ready to shoot you out and spit you out, but that, maybe that's not true because I've never been in there. But that's awesome. But then again, all of you, all of you are soldiers. All of you got the gospel. All, all of you know about the gospel. And he, God, tells us, take it with you. Take it with you wherever you go. It all started. It all started. It was Adam and Eve. Back was Adam and Eve. When uh, let's go to that one. Let's go to let's go to uh, Genesis 3:9. 3, 3:9. 9. 3, 9. Genesis 3-9. And Genesis 3-9. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? Well, he already transgressed. He already ate the uh, fruit. So God is saying, where art thou? He's calling him. He went out to look for him. And, And he's still looking. God is still going out and looking. And he uses your body. He uses my body. That's why he says to us, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. But many of us don't want to do that. Many of us who are Christians don't want to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And he says to you also, and he says to us, where art thou? Where are you, Christian? Where are you, Christian, who who you're supposed to be born again, saved? Where are you? I'm looking for you. But we hide. We hide. We We don't want to do the work of the Lord. And there's so many people out there. The Bible says that Jesus himself said, pray ye the Lord of the harvest for workers. We need workers. Right, amen. But they're hiding. And he says, where are you? Where are you? They hide. Where are the soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ? Like he said, I, I don't know who said this one, but I think it was Lorena. He wants 100% participation. From Christians? I, I, I think that's normal. We, we should see 100% participation from Christians who said they've been born again. When Saturday comes around, then we should see the, the house. Actually, we should all be in here. We should all be in here when it's time to go Saturday soul winning. But I, I think this, the devil has lied to you. And, it, and, he, and you took that lie and you probably said, I don't need to be here. Ah, yeah, it's not for me, it's for the pastor, for the deacons, and for those who are in charge, but it's not for me. I said, the devil has lied to you. Yeah. Yeah, no, amen, amen, I don't care. He lied to you. We swallowed that lie. We swallowed that lie. Again, I, I bring to you those Spanish people that go out on Saturday. They don't know English. I, t- I tell them, this is, what, this is what you can do. Just invite them to the church. Give them a track. That's all you can do for now. And if they need something else, if they need something else, if they need more, call me. Call me on the phone, and we'll talk to them. I'll be real close. I won't be far away from you. I'll try, I'll try to say real close to you. If there's something that they need, I will talk to them. And this happened before. They call me on the phone, or they come and see me. and says, hey, Brother Regal, this lady right here, she wants to know more. And I said, okay, I'll go talk to her. It's happened before many times. Amen. Oh, she needs to write. Okay, I'll go talk to her. They don't know English. They're limited under English. And here we have a whole group of English-speaking people who are afraid to go door knocking. Don't you think I'm afraid too? Do, do you think I'm that bold too? I'm always like, oh, man, who's going to open the door? When they open the door, who's, who's going to do it? I'm thinking, oh, I hope they're nice. I hope they're nice. Right, brother? And for the most part, they are very nice. They're very nice people. Very pleasant people. But I, I knock on the door, and I'm like, oh, please, Lord, let, let it be a real pleasant one. I already told you that there was a guy that I talked to. I, and uh, he, he told me, you don't belong here. He says, you go back to wherever you come from. I was like, I'm a U.S. citizen. I told, I told him, I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm mean, going to have been born here, but I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm a naturalized citizen. He said, you're lying. You're not from here. <laughs> he says, yes, I'm, I, I'm from here. He said, go back to your, to your, to your land. I, I guess I'm okay if I don't speak. But once they, once they hear my voice, it's like, oh, no, you're not a gringo. <laughs> you're not a gringo. But, but that didn't discourage me. I didn't get mad at the guy. I, I told him, hey, you know, listen, we, we, we love you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we, we love you. And he says, ah, you don't love me. And there was another lady that... Uh, I was using my very best English. <laughs> my very best. Uh? <laughs> I came up to her and it was me and Everardo and I said, Good morning, ma'am. My name is Rodrigo. No, I said Rigo, and we're from the Baptist Temple, and we're here, and she said, I don't understand what you're saying. I I don't understand what you're saying. And I said, Okay, I'll try it again. Good morning, ma'am. My name is Rigo. I'm um, Community Baptist Temple, and we're here because God's concerned about folks. And she said again, I- I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. So I did it three times. And three times she told me, I don't understand what you're saying. So I don't know, she was joking with me. She was pulling my leg. Uh, and I said, mm-hmm. and I was so tempted to ask Everardo, Everardo, talk to her. Maybe she might understand you better than me. <laughs> I, uh, I just gave her a track, and I said, hey, nice talking to you, <laughs> and move on. What can you do? Right. We're, we're, we're soldiers, and we are supposed to keep on going. We're not supposed to desert our plagues. We're supposed to keep on going for the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what happens. No matter what happens, keep on going. Can you, can you imagine Paul the Apostle, when he, when he, got, uh, when he got stoned? In the city of Lystra, when he got stoned in the city of Lystra, and he was left there for dead, and all the, all the disciples gathered around him, and I guess they were praying. What else could they be doing? And, and, and supposedly some people say that that's where he went to heaven and, and saw the third heaven. I, I don't know that's true. I, I don't know. But what surprised me is he got up. After being stoned, he got up. You would think he would leave, right? You would think he would leave some other uh, town or go. He w- he went back into the city. I said, "No way." Yeah. Would you go back into the city after being stoned? Would you? I don't think so. I-, I I don't think I would. I don't think I would after getting stoned. I don't want to go back to the city. He did. He went back to the city. And then he says in the book of Acts, after describing certain things that happened in his life, he says, "Oh, none of those things move me, Paul. You, you got stone. You got, you got a uh, what is it? A, a a whip on your back. You got uh, a paddle on your back, or you got a man shipwreck. You got so many things, Paul. You, you're always in prison. Everywhere you go, you go always in prison. None uh, of oh, those things move me." <laughs> no big deal would you and i be saying that i ah, no big deal we break we break our nail we have a hangnail and that's it <laughs> yes that's it your your nose my nose start running and i can't okay, i can't make it pastor i can't make it what's the matter i, I got a running nose Runny nose how, how how far is it running it's running pretty fast and so we, we don't make it to church and then one of our kids get sick, one of our kids get sick, and the whole family misses church. Yeah, I was like, what? Well, well, we're taking turns wiping his nose. <laughs> Unbelievable. But Monday comes around, Monday comes around, and it's time to go to work. And I bet you you're at work. That's right. Your nose is sniffling, your back hurts, your head hurts. I bet you you're at work. Come on. You're at work. See, the, the, the thing of the Lord is not that important to you, if that's you. I don't know who you are. When I'm preaching, I, it, it's just like a shotgun. It goes everywhere. And if it hits you, it is for you. If it hits me, it's for me. This guy at the Spanish church would say, hey, Brother Rigo, when you're preaching, this is what hits me. And I know it's for me. I, I get it. And I, I receive it. And, and whatever is left over, I pass him back. <laughs> that's, that's good, brother. But it says, when you're preaching, and if it hits me, I say, That is for me. That, that is for me. And whatever's not for me, yes, I just keep passing it back. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? We're, we're, we're Christians, we're soldiers. And, and God's still going out there and saying, Where, where art thou? Where art thou? He's still looking, He still wants to use you. I mean, come on, if he used a a whale, he used a whale in the Old Testament, he used a whale to reprove a backslidden prophet. Not even a whale wanted that prophet for dinner. Backslidden Baptist preacher, boom out of my mouth. He, he, he used to crow. he used to crow to deliver. Fresh meat and fresh bread to one of his prophets to, to, to nourish him. I mean, you talk about you you think uh, you think a McDonald's and and Burger King were the first one to invent delivery? It was already in the Bible. They took it from the Bible. Somebody, some one of those McDonald's guy was reading it and says, "Oh, why don't we do this?" What Elijah got delivery. Yeah, but where are we going to find a crow? <laughs> he, he used a crow. He used a rooster. He used a rooster to remind Peter. He used to rooster to remind Peter. Don't you think he wants to use you and me? Sometimes we're like, no, no, I, I don't think so. i I, too I'm too shy. Even our pastor said, that's, that's not a good excuse. That's not an excuse. No, 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 no. No, no. You, you, when you're in heaven, you tell the Lord, Lord, you know why I didn't serve you, Lord? You know why I didn't serve you? Why, my son? Why, my daughter? You know I was too shy down on this earth. You tell him that. You, you, you tell him that. See if he accepts that. If he does, then come and see me, and I'll say the same thing then. Do, I mean, do you really think that I love being in front of the people? If you leave it up to me, I'll be in the back. Well, I am in the back. I take it back. I remember the first time that the, 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 uh, Brother Pastor, Pastor Mark told me, hey, go, go get your people. That was in 2001. I can't remember. 2001, maybe? He says, hey, Brother Rico, go find them. Go find those Spanish-speaking people. And I was like, uh, uh, me? I was like, like Moses. I was thinking, couldn't could you send somebody else? Right. You know, couldn't you send somebody else? I was, a whole bunch of things in my head. Uh, uh, Lord, uh, I don't have a Bible degree. I, 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 did, I did finish ninth grade in high school, but come on, Lord. <sighs> Pastor, I was uh, trying to find a whole bunch of excuses because I didn't want to do it. I did not want to do it. So he kind of like pushed me out of the way, kind of like, you know, come on, go get him. <laughs> And I knew he was going to do that. When he became a pastor, I thought to myself, oh, this pastor is going to push me. <laughs> He's going to push me to go find him. And in a way, he did. But praise God that he did. Because I think some of us need a push. <laughs> and I needed that push. So I went to look for them with fear and trembling. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. All I could do is go to the streets. I went out to the streets, and that's where I found them. Because there was no place to go for me to go knocking because I, I didn't know where to knock. There was not that many of them. So we went out to the streets, byways and highways, and that's where we found a lot of them in the streets. Because that's what God wants. He wants us to go out. He wants us to go out. And forget about your fear. The fear is going to be there. But just think about, just think about, uh, think about, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Joshua. Gideon. How many of them went back home? Quite a lot of them. Because what stopped them? Fear. Fear stopped them. Do you, do you think the other ones were not afraid? Do you think the other ones were not afraid? They were afraid too. But they said, ah, fear's not going to stop me. So they went. He went with 300. And he he did only what God did in his life. He he accomplished those things because God was with him. Do you think you're going to be by yourself? Do you actually think you're going to be by yourself? Or or do you really believe that God is with you? Because if you don't believe God is with you, you're not going to do anything. If you don't believe that when he says, go ye into the world and preach the gospel, and if you don't take it personal, you're never going to go. You're going to live and die that way. You're going to live and die that way. Well, it's not for me. Yes, it is for you. Yes, it is for us. It is for us. And he expects us to go and and find those people. We're soldiers. They're turning the world. They're turning the world upside down. Supposedly, they said. God recorded it. That's what that guy said. But they were not turning the world upside down. They were turning the world right side up. And that's what God expects of you and me to go out with this gospel. That's what Paul said in uh, <clears throat> Romans 116. Romans 116. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone the believers. To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. That's what we preach. That's what we got. There's nothing else. It is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that He died, He was buried, and He rose again. That's why when uh, the Philippian jailer was, he's, he, he made that question, What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. He didn't say, Keep the Ten Commandments. He could have said that, but he didn't because that wasn't the way of salvation. He said, uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. He didn't say get baptized. He got baptized because he got saved. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. We, we, we don't get a wishy-washy salvation that we got one day and then the next week we lose it. What good is that kind of salvation? I, I ask you. It's no good. I know I need a, a salvation that is eternal because I know myself, and so do you. And this salvation that you can have it one one week, one month, and then lose it a couple of months later, you can keep it. It's not gonna do me any good. It's not gonna do me any good. I like this salvation from the Bible. Eternal. Everlasting. That's what we need. And that is what you have. If if you repent towards God and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you haven't done it, then you don't have it. Very simple. He that has the Son has life. And he that has not the Son of God has not life. Do you have the Son of God living in you? Do you have the Spirit of God living in you? For sure. No doubt whatsoever, do you, that if you was was to close your eyes right now in death, would you go to heaven? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Would you open up your eyes in heaven and not be like the rich man in Luke 16 who opened up his eyes, but he was in torment because he was in hell. There is such a place of hell. And anybody who does not receive Christ as our Savior will go there. And the thing is, God loves you so much, he doesn't want you to go there. He, he did everything. He died for you. He shed his blood for you. Now, why don't you receive him if you haven't received him? I Isaiah said, Isaiah said, in the book of Isaiah, he said this. Well, actually, it was the Lord who said Who shall I send and who will go for us? You know, every time I read this, I I, I don't know why I think of uh, eternity past. When uh, the Trinity said this, who who should go for us? And and I, I can see everything happening at the same time. I can see the Lord saying, I'll go. And I can see and hear the Father God saying, would you go, son? It's almost like all happening at the same time. I'll go. Will you go? Thank God he came, Jesus Christ. Now he's asking us, who's going to go? And I'm not even talking about mission work. Even though we, in a sense, are missionaries locally here. Who's going to go for us? Who's going to go for us? There's a lot of people here in Akron that don't know about the Lord Jesus Christ. And you do. We do. Who's going to go? God's saying, who's going to go? Who's going to go this Saturday? Who's going to come this Saturday? And who's going to say, you know what? Enough is enough. Enough is enough, Lord. Starting this Saturday, I'm going to go. Even if I don't say nothing. Even, even though I'm just a silent partner. Praise the Lord. 100% participation. We should be meeting right here on Saturdays. We're soldiers. We, we don't give up. No matter what happens, no, no matter how many darts the devil throws us at, we don't give up, we don't go away, we don't, we don't say enough is enough. We might want to say it, but we say, no, I can't, I can't. I remember some years ago, it was snowing really bad. I'm talking about, maybe it was before I even took the ministry of the Spanish ministry, and it was snowing terribly. I was living in Randolph, and I remember... Uh, in my mind, thinking, wow, that's terrible out there. I said, I don't want to go to church. It was Sunday morning. I don't want to go to church. And then behind me, one of my kids says, I don't know which, which of the kids said this to me. He says, I'm ready, Papa, let's go to church. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. And brethren, we were soldiers. The little snow should not stop us from coming to church. Unless they put a ban that they say don't, don't drive or something. But I, I know I would go to work if it was bad. I'm always saying, if, if I can make it to work, I'm going to make it to church. If I can make it to work, I'm going to go to church. Unless they close the church down for some reason. This should be important to us. None of this is uh, a plain church. This should be important to us. Really important to us. Listen, I want to stop right here. I'm going, to ask, uh, I'm going to ask you to stand up with your eyes closed. Your hands bow. I, I, you can play, sister. The, the question I'm going, to, I'm going to ask is this. <clears throat> Do you know for sure that if you was to die tonight, you would go to heaven with your hands raised up? And if you don't want to raise your hand, don't raise it. Are you 100% sure if you die today you will go to heaven? We should raise hands up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise. Amen. Thank you. Put them down. You can put them down. What about it? Well, can, can, you, you couldn't raise your hand, maybe. You couldn't raise your hand. Is there anybody here who, who says, uh, Brother Rigo, I don't know. I, I, I don't have that assurance. I do not have that assurance. I, I would like to have it, but I don't have it. Anybody here that does not have that assurance? You know, think about this. Tonight can be your last night. And if you say, "No, nah, no." Nah. OK. You're boasting. Then we're boasting. You're boasting. Because you don't know, but it might be your last day on this Earth. Anybody here who does not have that assurance, who doesn't know and would like to know, you know, you can settle it tonight. Tonight can be your, your day of salvation. Anybody? Anybody? OK. So we're saying we're all 100% sure. We're all safe. That means if you're all safe, and if you're not working Saturday, you're in a sick Saturday, you should be here. I'm going to put you in a spot. If you're not sick, you're not working, you feel great, there's no problem, your car is working, you should be here. You should be here. Listen, we, we have an altar. Praise the Lord, we have an altar here. We can come to the altar. Uh, you can play, sister. We have an altar. I don't know what your need is. I don't know what your need is, but I know one thing for sure. You have a need. We all have needs. And the only one, the only one that can meet that need is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can meet that need. I can't meet that need Your mother can meet that need. Your your husband sometimes cannot meet that need. But the only one that can meet that need for sure, for sure, is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is willing. He is ready. He always wants to meet our needs. He is a good God. There is no God like him. There will never be a God like him. Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, great God, marvelous God. He is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for us. He shed his blood for us. He was buried. And three days later, he came out of the grave. He wants to meet your need. He, he really does. I hope, I hope you're trusting him 100%.